I had a, a message that I want to preach to you today. The message was meeting at the well. But then I won't preach it. I'll preach it last time. You know, I, I don't usually do that. I told Sean, I don't repeat messages. But as the worship was going on, God wanted me to preach something I preached in Jacob's life. I said, but I don't repeat. This is my message, meeting at the well. He said, no, I must preach to you about expectation. So I have to, Sean, I have to repeat a message. You will be double blessed. Hallelujah. Hmm. What is that? What is it he's saying? Praise God. You are a, you are a woman of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, I talked about revival there. I defined revival. That revival is a renew, is a revival is a life of Christ lived for believers. Jesus lives his life for believers. And I say revival is God showing forth and causing his people to live in the reality of his presence. Hallelujah. Then we talked about the conditions for revival. Amen. I talked about brokenness. But this morning we will all say expectation. Expectation. Somebody say Expectation. Do you understand that if you don't have any expectation, nothing will happen to you? Yes. You need to know that in your life, one of the driving force of your breakthrough is expectation. I'm not talking about a mere hope that something may happen. An expectation that takes God at his word, that, that, that asks God to move according to the integrity of his word. We expect him. God, you said it, I expect that you do what you said. You see, expectation, expectation puts God on the line for him to back his word. Hallelujah. You see, I gave an example. I said, when we were children and uh, daddy promises us to buy us gifts, when we go to school, we tell everybody. We don't have it, but we brag about it. You're talking about the gift that you have not gotten yet, but you know you have. You expect that to bite so much that you don't expect anything else. So before the gift is there, you celebrate the gift. Hallelujah. You see, sometimes our expectations are placed on wrong places. Because our expectations are placed on people, not on God. Hallelujah. You see, there are good expectations and bad expectations. I didn't say that in Jacob's Dab. So I think I'm preaching another expectation this morning. There are good expectations and bad expectations. I'll tell you about bad expectations. A bad expectation... Uh, that a bad expectation corners somebody uh, to perform what he has not. Let's take the example of marriage. People enter marriage with some expectations. 
The expectation is based on the dream that they have before they get into marriage. So when they get there, they expect the wife or the husband to fit in the dream while maybe she's not fit for that. And the expectation is broken and the marriage is destroyed because of a wrong expectation. They expect you to know something they haven't told you. <laughs> Hallelujah. People will expect you to behave a certain way. And that expectation causes people to back off or to be hurt because of your own expectation. Hallelujah. Amen. Expectation. Somebody say expectation. Somebody expect that when he comes to church, everybody's going to hug him. And when he came here, no one hugged him. And he said, this is not a church. Because of his own expectations. Hallelujah. Wrong expectation produces wrong results. Because men doesn't matter how good they are, they have their flaws. And your expectation is that the men should have no flaws. Therefore, when you discover that there is something that is a weakness, you back off because of your own expectation. But I'm not here to preach on the wrong expectation. I'm here to preach on the good one. A good expectation is an expectation that is based on the integrity of God's words. Because God said it, so we expect him to do it. Hallelujah. You need to know that when you really expect God, you do the extraordinary. Because you do something that is not common for people to do. You see, my God. But the expectation you put on God should not proceed from your own imagination. Otherwise, you are deceived. Because God will not do what he didn't say he would do. He only does what he said he would do. Hallelujah. But sometimes, he does what he didn't say he would do based on also expectation. Ah, it's confusing. It's confusing. Hallelujah. Now, let me give you the example of uh, uh, Zacchaeus. How many people know Zacchaeus? Where did you meet him? How many people have heard of Zacchaeus? <laughs> you, you, you know him by faith. Hallelujah. That's what you, you, you know him by faith. Now we have never met Zacchaeus. But we have met him by faith. Now Zacchaeus, the story goes that like Zacchaeus was a guy that was short. Mm -hmm. You are not tall. And then they, when the Jesus was entering Jericho. Hallelujah. Jericho. Somebody say Jericho. Jericho. Do you know that Jericho was destroyed by the Jews and a curse was laid on Jericho? So the, for the curse to be restored, Jesus needed to pass through Jericho. Don't get what I'm saying. So anywhere there is a curse, 
the presence of Jesus defeats the curse. Jesus went to Jericho. And as he was passing, there was a man that had an expectation to see him. But he was shot. Naturally, the man couldn't. You see, there are things in life that can prevent us to see God. Yes. The man was shot. But he made a way. Zacchaeus says, I will not allow the crowd to bully me. No, no, no. I will not allow people to bully me. When you have an expectation, you are not intimidated by the resistance. When you are intimidated by resistance, it means you don't have a right expectation. You don't expect to meet him. Zacchaeus went and climbed on a tree. Hallelujah. But, 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 but what, what, what I said, that, that, was, that, that what the Lord showed me that was a blessing, is that Jesus, when he was leaving where he was and coming, it was not planned for him to go into Zacchaeus' house. They always say he was passing. They never say he was going to Zacchaeus. Hallelujah. He was passing. And there was a man that was violent. My God. That man climbed what we call a sycamore tree. He was fair. The tree helped him to be tall. And the man was standing on the tree. Oh my God. Look at a, a, a tax collector. A man that has money. He has a bit of cash. But he realized that money without God is nothing. So he said, people might laugh at me because I'm respected or among some people. They know I'm wealthy, but they have never seen me climbing a tree to see a man. But I don't care what people are going to think. I don't care what people are going to say. I am going to climb a tree. He climbed the tree. Jesus was passing. And Jesus looked up. When God looks up to you. Yeah. You don't check what I'm saying. I'm saying. Jesus looks up. Because. The expectation in his heart. And the faith that caused him to climb. Caused God to look up to him. And God said now come down. Come to the level where. <laughs> come down. Calm down, Zacchaeus, because I'm going to your house. Yeah. Expectation is an, is an invitation for the glory. Amen. What do you expect when you come to church? What, do, what is your expectation when you came? Do you come to church because Sunday is Sunday? Or you came to church because you expect God to move in your life? Amen. God. Did you come to church because every Sunday I go to church? Or did you come to church because your heart was full of expectation for this morning? Why did you come? Because the reason for your coming determines your results. When your reasons reason are traditional reasons, you get traditional results. Meaning you will sing and go home. But somebody that came with something in his heart said, today is my day. I will not go back the same. When you, since yesterday, he, was, he couldn't wait for this morning because he know I have an appointment with the Holy One of Israel. God will not miss you. But you come like, listen, I want to change your mindset how you come to meetings. 
come like you are coming to a religious meeting. Come as you are coming to a meeting with God. The reason why we don't bother is because we don't understand the importance of setting expectation high. Lord, I have a meeting with you. He said, no, I can have that at my house. You can have it of your house, but God said, do not forsake the gathering of sin. There's a blessing in the corporate anointing. So, so my question is, how do you come to church every Sunday? What, what, why are you coming every Sunday? Do you come because your conscience tells you to come, or do you come because your heart tells you, I have an appointment? Oh, you are too quiet. You are too quiet. If you can change your motives, you will get results that you never thought you would get. If you can change your motives when you come here, you will get results that you never thought you can get. You need to change your motives. You, I said you need to change your motives. Say praise God. You need to change your motives. Then you will get amazing results. I went to meetings all my life. I got traditional results. I went to a meeting. I came back with a mind criticizing other people. Came back with a mind criticizing what was happening there. Because I did not go to be partakers. I went to be a judge. I went to be the referee. The judge. I fell with my red pen. Now this is, I don't like it. I got nothing. I just got judgment. It came a time when I realized I want what is happening. I want it. I want it. I want it. I want it. My expectation was so high that I put myself into fasting. I said, Lord, I will not eat until you meet me. I went on for seven days praying in the spirit. And then one day I went to that meeting and I got something. And that thing is still driving my life. I got, I got an impartation of the Holy Ghost like never before. And that impartation stayed in my life till today. The result that you see wherever I go are the result of that impartation. So why are you coming to church? Zacchaeus didn't go to wave at Jesus like everybody else. He went to have a meeting with Jesus. And he knew that he has to be violent to have the results. Look, this young lady, she didn't wait for prayer time. Yeah. While we were worshiping, she walked to me. I thought, I thought she said, God said something to her. I said, what is that? Even John went and picked the mic because he thought it's a revelation. She said, no, I need, I, I need my leg is short. I said, sit there. I can see expectation in you. I can see you want it. People grab hold of his garment. They grab hold of things because they, 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 but the church, no, the church, the church that you know now, the church is lazy, the church is, the church is, is, you want something, but you don't want it. What is your problem? When you want it, you become violent like Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was on the tree. Zacchaeus was on the tree. The, 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 the guy that planted that tree didn't know he was planting a helper for Zacchaeus. Uh, when, when the tree became a helper... Uh-huh. And Zacchaeus climbed up. Jesus said, I'm going to your house. Zacchaeus came down. When he came down, he was shorter than all the people. But Jesus went to his house. And revival broke out into his house. What are you expecting? Say your neighbor, what are you expecting? What is your expectation in life? What, what are you expecting? What are, what, are, what are you dreaming with God? What are, what are the dreams in your life, in your heart with God? Why are you the way you are? What are you expecting? 
I'm expecting big things from God. I wake up every morning, I say, this is the day of my miracle. The day of, I'm, an, I'm, an, I'm an expectant, I'm an expectant, I'm an expectant believer. I wake up every day with a mindset of a miracle. When I drive, I expect to arrive where I'm going. Yes. Last night I left very late in the night after the meeting. When I say very late, not too late, maybe nine or between nine and ten. But to drive from Jakobsdal, full Kimberley, to come here. And my wife said, you come after midnight. I said, I expect to be there before midnight. <laughs> Didn't I come before midnight? I was talking to her on the road. I'll be there soon. I'll be, not a, ooh, an accident. What? I expect good thing, my God. I expect, I, I, I expect, I expect. Listen, I don't know why you are here this morning, but I want to challenge you to expect from God. To expect, if your expectation can grow, God will meet you. Zacchaeus came and said, I expect, I expect. You see, she expects something. May God give you the breakthrough you are expecting. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, she expects something. I want to finish. <laughs> I need to drive back. <laughs> Hallelujah. Second Kings chapter number four, verse one to six. Let's read that one, and we finish. Second Kings chapter number four, verse one to six. Are you being blessed? Oh, yes. And Sean, are you being blessed? Yes. Does it feel like a repetition? Ah, I can't repeat messages. <laughs> the topic may be the same, but the content will not be the same. Let's go. They say a certain woman, it means they don't know her name. She was a certain woman. Do you know what it means? Doesn't matter who you are, you have a chance to get a breakthrough. A certain woman, a certain woman, they say a certain woman, a, wi- a wife of the sons of the prophet. She was a wife of one of the sons of a prophet. The son of a prophet didn't have a name also. Unknown, anonymous. God likes the faceless. The anonymous. It goes from the faceless and the anonymous. I said, oh, he cried out to Eli saying, your servant, my husband, is, is dead. My God. And you know that your servant feared God. And the creditors is coming to take the sons to be his slaves. Okay, don't take it out. There is something that we're discussing in the car when we come here. This man was a prophet. He died in debt. Can you hear me? So it's not because you are a Christian. No, it's not because you are a Christian. There needs to be something. Because being a Christian is a qualification. But having it requires something else. So people assume that because they are a Christian, everything will go well. It's not so. I can show you Christians that their life is hell. It's not so. They are real believers. They really, they really believe in God. But their life is going nowhere. He was a prophet. He was a son of a prophet. In the school of a prophet. 
When everybody was saying hallelujah, the man was broke, he was in debt. He couldn't share with other people because of his shame of what they would say. Why are you like this? Sometimes that shame keeps people to die alone. Because the church says you must be well. So when they are not well, they can't say I'm not well. And that shame kills them. And then we discover later the brokenness in them after they are dead. God forbid. Say God forbid. Then he went and he said, uh, let's go on. So Elijah said to her, what shall I do? I said, what shall I? I think it's obvious what the woman, what the woman is asking. Somebody comes and say, I'm in debt. And you say, what must I do? No, pay the debt. <laughs> Isn't that easy? Yes. Elisha said, what shall I do for you? Because we've got obvious answers are not obvious. Yes. Yes. What is obvious for us is not obvious for God. Hallelujah. Because what is obvious for us might not be what God is doing at that stage. So he said, what must I do for you? And then she said, tell me, what do you have in your house? Say the answer is in the house. The prophet died without knowing that the answer was there. He didn't know that the answer for his debt was in his house. Elisha came and said to the woman, what do you have in your house? And then listen to her answer. And she said, your maidservants had nothing. Say, I have nothing. <laughs> that is the ridiculous answer. How can you say you have nothing? But you have clothes. <laughs> Hallelujah. I have nothing in the house. But I said, it's like she was saying, I have nothing except that I'm anointed. I have nothing. The only thing I have is the anointing. But the anointing is everything. I have nothing. I have only the oil on my head. What are you talking about? We have nothing. Christians say, I have nothing. But yet they say, I have the Holy Spirit. How can you say, I'm a poor person, I have nothing. But I have the Holy Spirit. So which Holy Spirit do you have? Which one do you have? When you have the Holy Ghost, you don't talk, I have nothing anymore. When you have the Holy Ghost, you say, I have everything. From the fullness of his grace, we have received grace upon grace. I have everything because I have the Spirit of God. Because your response should not be connected to material. Your response should be connected to the source of life. I said, then he said, I have nothing. But a jar of oil. Then Elijah said, Go, my God. Say, Go. He said, Go borrow vessels every, from everywhere, uh, from all your neighbors. Empty vessels, do not gather just a few. Let's go on. And when the, you have come in, you shall shut the door. It means kick distraction away from you. Don't let everybody bother you. If somebody knocks at your door, don't answer him. Just be busy with what God is doing in your life. Don't allow the crowd to gossip about what God is doing. Oh, hide it in the presence of God. Don't be too quick to talk like Joseph did and he ended up in the pit. Let God mature you before you come out. 
Some people are too quick to talk about what God is doing in their lives. Yes. There are some dreams I haven't, I've never shared with my wife, although she's my own wife. Why? Because God, it's between me and God. And I know if I can voice it too quickly, I will abort it. Some of you, everything, every vision, hey, I had a vision, hey, I had a dream. Who are you talking to? Who do you want to impress? There are some things that are secret, that are holy, that are between you and God. It's not the crowd, it's not the people. It's, it's, it's you and God. Hallelujah. When it birthed, people will say, huh? You say, yes, I was cooking it in the secret place of the Most High God. He that dwells, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. As you say, oh the Lord, you are my refuge, my strength, my God in whom I tell. There must be a secret place in your life. And that secret place, the dealing of that secret place are not for public places. Uh, let's go on. And they say, when you have come in, you shall uh, uh, and pour it into all the vessels. And... Set aside the full ones. So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons, and uh, who brought the vessel to her, and she poured it out. Now it came to, it came to pass when the vessel were full that she said to her son, "Bring me another vessel." And uh, he said to her, "There is not another vessel." So the oil stopped, ceased. This is what the Lord told me. The answer was in the house, but the woman didn't know the answer was there. The answer of God is within you already. It's there, it's there. You don't know it, but it's there. God has already graced you. The answer is there. The prophetic is to just expose to you with what, to what God has already given you. The prophetic is not to create something in you. The prophetic is to point out what God has given you so that you may be able to walk with it. Hallelujah. So now, she said, and, and you realize that Elisha never prayed for the multiplication of oil. Anytime there is multiplication in the Bible, there was no prayer for multiplication. When Jesus multiplied the bread, he never prayed for the bread to be multiplied. He just blessed the name of the Lord. So multiplication is not a function of intercession. No, you don't anticipate to multiply. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Say, mm-mm. that's not it. The multiplication was in the conviction that Elisha had. He was convinced in himself that this was going to happen. So he didn't even pray. <laughs> he expected God that sent him to back his word. Yes. So he said to him, go, you pour the oil. They say the oil is little, you say pour it. And he said, bow many vessels. It means don't look at the quantity. Because some of you are moving on what you think you have. But what you have is nothing compared to what is the reality of what you have. My God, because what you have, you see it in the natural. It might seem small, but in the spirit, it's big. He said, pour the oil. The woman was pouring. And she poured, she poured, she brought vessels, she poured, she poured. The oil was responding to the number of vessels. 
the oil was not responding uh, to anything else but the number of vessels. So it means the oil was at the mercy of the expectation of that woman. Because her expectation was maybe 20 bottles. If I can only get 20 bottles. Hallelujah. If I can only. Father, I don't ask much. I just ask for my rent. Please do the rent thing. Rent. And after rent, what do you do? You know, Christians that are asking, Lord, I just want me, I just want a car to go to work. Please, Father, don't you see me? I'm your child. I need a car. God does not respond to those type of prayer. If he responds, it's by mercy. <laughs> because the agenda of God is connected to blessing to many. Not blessing to one. So anything you ask God, make sure there is virtue in it to bless many people. So when you ask for rent, say, Lord, I want to pay the rent of my neighbors. Mm. Do you think of that? That as a Christian, you go before God and say, Lord, I can see my neighbor, they are struggling. Now, I want to be a vehicle of blessing to them. I, you go for your rent. What is your rent? Your mind is small. Therefore, your expectation is small. Lord, I just want, I just want the child only to raise him. Huh? That's what, hey, hey. Anna said, you give me a child, I give you a prophet. Say, Lord, you are in need of a prophet. I have a womb. Praise God, I have a womb. It's close, but I have a womb. If you can drop a child in this womb, you have a prophet. I don't know what you are expecting God for this morning. Are you expecting for just your little, little thing? I want to change your mindset this morning. Expect God at his level. And I say expect him at, not at your level, at his. The lady was pouring the oil. And when she said, bring me, they say it's finished. The oil said, I'm finished also. Imagine if there was one more bottle. If there was one more, the oil would have gone to the one. If it was two, the oil would have gone. The oil would have continued to go until now. But she stopped the oil because she took just a few. But the prophet said, don't take few. She could have ended up having an oil business. Because the prophet said, pour it, use some, and sell the rest. Isn't that business? So Elisha said, instead of giving you money, I'm giving you a business. Because if I can give you money now, you will spend it and it's finished. But if I give you a business, you will live out of a business. He said, I'm looking for people that expect big. You're expecting things that you shouldn't expect. Huh. 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 Let's say, ha. Lord, I'm expecting a child, but not just a child. I'm expecting a prophet. Mm-hmm. I'm expecting a revivalist. You say in the end time you will show you children, give me a child that will be part of that generation that you will use. God, you connect it to a kingdom purpose. Hey, whatever you do, connect it to God's kingdom. And you see, that's why the first prayer I said, 
Our heavenly Father, hallowed be your name. Then the second is, your kingdom come. Before he asked anything, it was kingdom connected. You ask things that are not kingdom connected. It, it, it's eternally connected. <laughs> like that woman, I said it there. Uh, we're going to eat our last meal and then we're going to die. So I said the woman says she will eat at her, her own funeral. <laughs> because that last meal was a funeral meal. Then she dies. I don't know how you came here today and why you came here. You shouldn't go back the same. If you, go, if you ever go back the same, there is something wrong with you. It means you refuse to hear and you refuse to take correction. Say, I'm dreaming big. Say, I'm thinking big with God. The oil stops, not because the oil, not because the oil dried up, but the oil responded to the level of expectation. Can somebody say amen? amen? If you live like that, hey, hey, do you know Philippians chapter number four, verse 19? You all know it. I know that one of the favorite of Graham Temes. <laughs> Isn't it? Yes, I know that. Put Philippians 4, 19. Put it. We, we're going to learn this plane now. It says, and shall all your needs. Read it again. Read it again. Keep it there. It does not supply all your need according to your riches. It supplies your need according to his. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so it does not want to supply your need according to your needs. He wants to supply your need according to the abundance of his riches in glory. So, from the fullness of his storehouse, he wants to supply your need. According to his, not ours, his. Uh, let me give you an example. That you have two uncles. Amen? And then you go to visit one uncle. And he gives you 100 rand. Uh, now you go to visit the second uncle. He gives you 10,000 rand. Now the uncle that gave you 100 rand is not mean. He supplied your need according to his. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one that gave you t- 10,000 rand is not better than the other one. He just supplied out of his. Have you seen people that you visit them and say, uh, take 200 and just buy yourself some, some sweet? For them, 200 and for sweet, according to their pocket. But for you, hey, 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 we're not. 200 and that is electricity money for the month. <laughs> you understand? You understand? Hallelujah. Yeah, hallelujah. So it's according to his and according to the other one. When God said, I will supply according to. To my riches in glory. Not earthly, 
in glory. Papa God is big. Hey, Papa God is bigger than what you think. He's bigger than what you think. He's, he's mightier than what you think. There's no demon in hell that can, that can oppose a God that you are serving. The light of God shines in the darkness and darkness comprehends it not. We serve an amazing God that is able to, to back his word himself. Created the whole universe by the power of his word. I told people in Jacob's dad, do you realize that the sun came out of a baby of God. Yes. Until now, no scientist has been to the sun. It's too hot for them. But that thing was in the belly of God. And he said, let there be light. And light came from his being. And there was light. A God like that you are playing with? You are comparing that dog, God to witch doctors? What are you talking about? You are comparing a shot the ball. A God that created the whole universe. Yeah, the whole universe stands at my God, my God, my God. I don't know which God are you talking about this morning. I don't know which God are you serving. I'm here to introduce you to the powerful God, the God of heaven. You confine God with your problems. He's much bigger than your problems. You expect him at the level of your problem. No. Expect him at the level of an answer for the world. I want to carry an, an anointing that answers the crisis in the world. I don't want to carry an anointing for divine. No. It will be a miserable anointing. I, 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 I refuse to carry an anointing just for divine. I want, to be, I want to have an anointing that answers the crisis in this broken world. I, I, want, I, want, I want to put a demand on God and say, if you made me, you made me to be an answer. You made me to be a light. Therefore, I want to shine in. What do you expect? What do you expect? This morning, you can go celebrating. Yeah. Hallelujah. They say, I'm changing my stinking thinking. I'm changing my small thinking. I'm putting my thinking in God's thinking. And I read the word and I say, God, you can back your word. You can back your word. I'm expecting you. I'm expecting you. I'm expecting you. My expectation is so high. When I come to the meeting, I don't care if there is hundreds of people, I will be identified in that crowd. I expect God to come to me in the midst of that crowd. Like he went to Zacchaeus, I expect I will stand on that tree until he sees me. I expect some... I, I expect. I expect him. I expect him. I expect him. I expect to be fed all the days of my life. I expect, I expect. And not just I expect, I take action. I don't sit expecting, I move expecting. Zacchaeus has to climb a tree. His expectation has to take him up. I don't know what your expectation is doing for you today. 
I don't know what your expectation is doing for you. There needs to be action. There needs to be a corresponding action to your expectation in order to get the breakthrough you are expecting God to. You, there needs to be a corresponding action. There needs to be a corresponding action. You need to be a corresponding action. You need to be like a woman of the issue of blood. I expect to be healed, but I want to touch the aim of his garment. I expect, I expect my healing, but I will go through the crowd to touch the aim. I will not allow the crowd to stop me. I have an expectation that if I touch him, I will be healed. But I need to move from my house to go into that place where I can touch the aim of his garment. Because his garment is not in my house. So I need to go where I can touch the aim of his garment. I need to get out in the street. I need to get out where he is. I need to, I need to be at the place where I can hear that the master is moving. And when I get to that place, I will force my way through and I will touch the aim of his Yeah, 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 yeah. I say, yeah, 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 yeah. Whoa. I was telling Sean on the road, Dr. Robert, my father and the Lord came here. And I said, Dad, I need to renew my work permit. But it's so difficult, the process to renew. Pray with me. He said, son, I don't know how to pray for a work permit. I said, why? He said, you need an ID or a work permit. I said, but I haven't qualified yet. He said, I will pray for you. He said to his hand, he said, Lord, give him an ID. I don't know if he knew what he was talking about. Little did we know, from that moment, we shifted from work permit to permanent residency with an ID. My expectation, my expectation was a work permit. He told me it's too small for you. He said, how do you want to be in a country where God sent you and you have a work permit? Who sent you to work? You came on business, on God assignment. So there is no country, my God. He said, there is no country that can refuse you. No country. He called me to join me in Washington. And uh, he, he invited me 12 days before the meeting. I was at Leon's house that day. He told me, he said, son, I need you in Washington. 12 days. I said, okay, Dad, I'll come. I went quickly on the website of the United States. I made a booking, and the booking was after the meeting. I phoned him. I said, Dad, there is a problem. He said, which problem? I said, the appointment is after the meeting, so I won't be able to make it because you know your embassy, they are very strict. He said, son, what are you talking about? <laughs> See you in Washington. And he dropped the phone. I said, the old man is there damaging my man. What is he talking about? I said to Leon, we need to organize an emergency meeting with the embassy. So uh, we send them an email and we explain to them that I need to be in the United States in 12 days. And little did we know that God was moving in the embassy of the United States. They called me on my phone to say, Mr. Yao, you requested an emergency meeting. Yes, the consulate has agreed for you to have an emergency meeting. I walked into that place. If within five minutes, I came out with a visa. And I was in the plane. And, and that, that told me, see you in Washington. I don't know what you are talking about. Because God cannot send you and not qualify you to go. So I'm telling you today, nothing will be able to stop you. There is nothing. There is nothing. There is nothing. No human plan will be able to stop you because you are walking with God. You are on assignment with God Almighty. And no man on earth, I can stop you. 
When they try to stop you, they will agree with you. Ah, they will agree with you. They will try, but they will agree with you. They will try, but they will agree with you. You know, I want to give you the last testimony. We went to Ivory Coast. Those days, we still have visas. And then we renewed our passport. And they failed to transfer the visa into the new, into the old passport. And the new. And what they renewed, they kept the old ones. We say, but they say, no, we are not giving it to you. When you renew, we destroy the old one. We say, all our visas are in there. They say, we don't care. We are stuck in Africa without visa. But we had the visa. But it was not on the paper. So people were praying. So I phoned Leon and I said, I'm coming to South Africa. We boarded the plane with blank passport. Came to Oa Temple. The guy looked at me and said, Hey! I don't want any trouble. Pa! Pa! Go in! You ever? He went, Hey! I don't want trouble, guys. Pa! 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 Go! But if they check in the system, we do have the visa. But the devil wanted to stop me. I said, if we bring passport, I'm already in the system. I don't know, I don't know who is stopping you. I have come with the word of the Lord and say, it will not stop you. It shall not stop you. You are moving forward. You are moving forward, 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 forward. Go forward. You are moving forward. He said, the Red Sea there. He said, I don't see any sea. Move forward. He said, Moses, why are you crying? There is no Red Sea. Move forward. Moses, why are you crying? Move forward. Moses, move forward. The sea parted. If you stuck, you will not move. I'm telling you, that Red Sea is just a mirage. Move forward. Today, say, I'm moving forward. I'm moving forward. You move forward and God will meet you. You move forward and God will meet you. You move forward and God will meet you. Yes, you can do your offering as well. Whoa. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yay! You see, you didn't understand what people were doing. They were doing corresponding action to their faith. Say, so God, I, I know I'm struggling financially, but I'm moving forward. So they put an offering to break the siege of poverty in their life. I'm moving forward. 